You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Just take it away from Facebook, okay? And then gradually package it under a different name and service level and do the same darn thing with maybe a few more securities on it. Yeah, it sounds like you're hitting the nail right on the on the head there, John. And uh, and, and if I was a, a smart guy, you know, trying to get out of a, a sinking ship, I would agree with you. So I just don't put a lot of trust, even their advertising platform, not to get too ranking on Facebook, but even their, their advertising platform it doesn't do what it used to do, Marcus. It was a lot more powerful. Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. Well, hey, everybody. It is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and welcome once again to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show on another wonderful Friday evening. Marcus, it is so great to be with you tonight. How are you doing now with us being in, can you believe this? The second week of November. Yeah, so the year is almost out of here, John. We'll be out of here real, real soon. So we'll be uh, having some turkey and falling asleep with all that uh, natural uh, set of enzymes uh, in the turkey. And then pretty soon we'll be uh, getting ready to lug out the mixer and make cookies. And then I think we'll be ringing in the new year. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's right around the corner here, you know, very near, <laughs> knocking at our doors. Well, we have a great show for you tonight, as we always do. But before we do, I would like to definitely thank our sponsor, uh, Downshift Offense. And this leads me to an interesting antidote. Many of you don't know, besides being a serial entrepreneur, that I am also an actor. And I've been in many plays. Uh, recently, I was in a play uh, right here in the Franklin Lakes area called Flow Follies. And it's basically uh, a not-for-profit. And one of the parts that I played in this play was to be the owner of a mechanic shop. And uh, the way it worked was there's a group of people that are watching TV and it was kind of like a flashback into your past. Well, this one girl was watching the TV set and kind of, you know, thinking about what it would be like to be a mechanic. And then we kind of whoosh her into the future. And then she walks into my shop and the other two gentlemen that work for me see her and she says she's coming to apply for a job as a mechanic. And I look at her resume and says, she does here trannies, um, she done tune-ups, brakes. So my guys are like, but can she fix this load of junk? And she's like, move aside, guys. And then she goes and she fixes the car, she turns it on, and then she comes back and it's like, this woman has fixed the car. <laughs> All right. So um, this other lady um, has a podcast, Downshift Offense. That's A-U-F-E-N-S-E. If you would like the woman's perspective on understanding the automotive industry and maybe not to get sideswiped by other gentlemen, uh, that unfortunately happens, um, I would check out her podcast, Downshift Offense, uh, and see exactly what it's about and maybe give ladies uh, a little more comfort and freedom 
to being able to go to a mechanic shop and not feeling like they walked into something and they want to have their head examined. So again, thank you to our sponsor. I like that. Thank you, John. Thank you, Battleship Austin. Thank you. Yeah, we always try to put a nice spin. Yeah, we appreciate our sponsors. Now, uh, this show is, is going to be awesome. So Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if you know this, Marcus, but did you know Facebook is going to do a rebranding and change their name? John, if, if we can think back to many episodes ago, you predicted that Facebook was going to run away from all the bad press that they get and all the junk. I, I, I did. And, you know, uh, without naming names here, I just feel that this company is a wannabe. I mean, I know they make tons of money, okay? But that's not all there is to business. Because one day, Marcus, you could be at the top, and the next day you could be way at the bottom. That's very true. And just the way this company started, it just leaves this pit in my stomach. I'm sure you know. We know the story, so we don't have to go into it. But the fact that they want to get away from the name Facebook... I think there's been a stigma associated with that name. Am I correct? Yeah, it's very stinky at this point. And I, I don't think, you know, they're going to ever be able to escape this ghost. No, and I wasn't sure if their original plan was to actually um, basically rebrand so that they could uh, go a different way. But then somebody said that they might be trying to create a new master company okay and then have facebook under i don't know i think they should get rid of the facebook name so their new name is meta metaverse yeah, metaverse yeah, like, like you said earlier john they're, they're a bunch of wannabes and this is uh, this alludes to it you know and, uh, they're, they're even and of course they already told their wonderful followers that drink their kool-aid and you know uh eat their jam that on October 28th, uh, they are planning this unveil. So they're going to spend lots of money. They're going to have lots of new rules. Uh, they have over 10,000 employees. I, I just don't know, Marcus. There, there's something about this company that just doesn't sit well with me. And I think it's the fact. Oh, yeah, I know what it was. They do unscrupulous things for money. That That's what it was. I just remembered. Not took me a while to figure that out. What's that? They scammed their way into the stock market. They scammed their way into the stock market. by being And everybody thinks they're so hot. Um, and then other people say, you know, they've been they've been planning this change for a long time. Now, are they going to come back with integrity, Marcus, or are they going to just keep operating the same dumb way they've been? I don't know. You know, but... I got even more deeper question. You know, with their different products, you know, like WhatsApp and Instagram and Oculus, what, what more can they do, John? Do you think they're going to expand anything else besides that? Well, I think the reason for this change, okay, because Facebook was always a social media platform. We all know that Facebook started out in college and it was basically a dating type availability site to say who's available, who you're looking for, and what you're looking for relationship, et cetera, one night stand, or, or whatever. And uh, I feel that they are trying to break the crux of human expectations. And so we know that Facebook's limited by, you know, the social presence they have. So if they go to this name Metaverse, which they want to go to, they're trying to be your be-all, end-all. 
I see that being extremely dangerous for people because now you're not just on Facebook. Now they're acquiring more types of apps, social media, and other systems that are going to infiltrate people's business and personal lives. Yeah, they really playing with fire here. And, you know, we, we see back in 2015, you know, reading the article here on, from The Verge, you know, that Google, you know, did yep. it, and, uh, Snapchat did it as well. And, you know, and we know what's the story behind both of those. Exactly. And, you know, what they did with the kids, I mean, that was kind of despicable. I, I have to say that. So do they get a free license now to exploit kids all over again because they have a new quote unquote name? That's what I'm wondering, you know, and I hope they don't get. I, I think it might. I think they might be perceived at this new company because a lot of people might know oh, metaverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're OK. And they may not make the psychological connection. But I got to tell you. If they make those billions and then they hurt all those kids and then they rebrand again, how many times are we going to let a company do that? Well, the scary truth about our country is a lot of corporate giants have, like, you know, escaped, you know, allowed, just allowed themselves to escape, you know, the, the grips of the law. And, you know, this, this has to stop at some point. I, I agree, but I think the reason they're doing this is they see their funnel of money starting to dwindle. And so Facebook, we all know, is about trying to elude people to get a good reputation. They don't have a great reputation. They have a lot of money. But I've never been impressed with the way they've done anything. And forget their customer service. It's like, what, non-existent? You took the word right out of my mouth, John. That's a good one. So uh, that's what's going on with uh, Facebook changing to Meta. So we'll we'll keep our eyes and ears uh, on them as they progress and see what good or what bad they they actually uh, do. But one other thing I want to share with you about Facebook is that Facebook, in case you didn't know this, they're changing their name. Um, but they are shutting down something. They are shutting down their facial recognition system. Hmm. They've announced that they're going to delete over 1 billion face prints. And I quote, used as part of the facial recognition system for photo tagging. Believing that it had concerns with technology and security. A third of Facebook users were about ah, 1 billion people opted yeah. into the service. MetaVice's president of the artificial intelligence, Jerome, is now under this whole thing. But I feel that this is really a ploy, Marcus. It's a ploy. It's a ploy to show the world that they are trying to do the right thing. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But I believe... Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. They're making a big public statement that they care about people. Who cares? And it's funny that this all happened after the whistleblower happened to uh, Tudor Horn. So, in case you're wondering, How convenient, gentlemen, right? What's that? How convenient, right? I, I know. And in case you were wondering, I know you probably were, what's going to happen to those tagged photos? Well, a spokesperson for Facebook said, and I quote, there would be no change to existing tag photos or videos that were tagged using the technology. Hmm. Just that there will not be a suggested tag in the future. So it sounds like they're going to keep certain parts of the data. They're going to delete the Facebook data, but they're still going to keep the data that was retained to create something, not the login, but they're still creating the asset to the person. What scares me the most about this, John, is the ability to sell off this information. Yeah, that, that you, you read my mind. I, I feel that Facebook we know is not credible. And anytime that they ask people for a passport or all this other nonsense, that's ridiculous. So what's it going to mean for assisting people with visual impairments? People will still be able to add text and tags to their photos and videos, but Facebook won't automatically suggest them anymore. All right, big deal. I'm sure they're going to store information in the back end. So what's going to happen to my face print? Well, according to Facebook, quote, unquote, they say it will be deleted. I won't hold my breath on that one, Marcus. Yeah, there's, and I'm, I'm quite sure that whatever we signed off on, you know, it has some, you know, some clear things that we I, I, I agree. understand. And if you opted out of the service before this or never opted in or delete your account, Facebook said the face print would not be retained. Hmm. Very interesting. Because you also have a face print, you know, when you use the software, like for Face ID, but I don't think Facebook actually use stores your face print, though, for that. I think we're talking more of visual, you know, like artificial intelligence, things like that. Yeah, we know there's a whole lot of visual on, on that platform. And they claim that only that only the person who has the face print could access the account user. Yeah, baloney. So the spokesperson said, and I quote from Meta, there are a number of potentially positive use cases for facial recognition in the future. So what they're trying to do is take it away from Facebook, okay? And then gradually package it under a different name and service level and do the same darn thing with maybe a few more securities on it. 
Yeah, it sounds like you're hitting the nail right on the on the head there, John. And uh, and, and if I was a, a smart guy, you know, trying to get out of a, a sinking ship, I, I would agree with you. So I just don't put a lot of trust, even their advertising platform, not to get too ranking on Facebook, but even their, their advertising platform, it doesn't do what it used to do, Marcus. It was a lot more powerful. I just don't feel that it really reaches the right people, and they still crank and charge you the same amount of money, but they don't seem to have the same reach anymore. It's definitely weakened, and it's just not the same. You know, you, you're right about that, John. Speaking about our world and unlocking things, um, I don't know about you, but how many times have you tried to use your iPhone, even my brand new iPhone 13 Pro Max? And, you know, we're still wearing masks sometimes. We're at a doctor's office, a hospital, um, and things like that. And you go to use your phone, and you can't unlock your phone unless you put your passcode in. Yeah, I was having a lot. Especially during you know, the the rise of the pandemic. Exactly, and then they added new features so that now you could make it very easy to put your password in to unlock it. But that didn't even work well because it was getting so confused. And they put a thing in there that you could just easily move to unlock um, the phone by just choosing it without having to wait for the delay timeout. So that was nice. So there's a new feature now uh, that allows you to unlock your iPhone with glasses or a mask. That's very smart. Um, yeah, yeah but wait, there's a catch. <laughs> there, there, there's a catch. There's a catch. Uh, in order to do this, you must have an Apple Watch, and it needs to be paired with your iPhone. Sounds like a ploy to sell a watch. Yeah. So your iPhone and your Apple Watch need to have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth turned on, in case you didn't know. But you don't need to be connected to the Wi-Fi network. Okay, big deal. Your Apple Watch needs to have a passcode and wrist detection must be turned on. Your Apple Watch needs to be on your wrist and unlocked. You need to be wearing a mask that covers your mouth and nose or sunglasses or ski goggles that cover your eyes. So let's talk about how to unlock the phone. It's really simple. You can uh, basically just look at the, um, at the screen and then your watch... When you turn it up, basically will unlock your phone. It doesn't sound like it's worth all that effort, to be honest with you. No, it, it, it's not really worth it, especially if you're not looking to invest in a watch. Yeah, and you could spend anywhere from 300 to thousands of dollars. <laughs> and, and these right. Apple Watches, I don't know, if you have one of the old ones, forget it. They take forever to update. And the new ones are okay, but I don't know, they're clunky. You know what I'm saying? The UI on them, I don't think was designed as well as it could be. It was one of those products I think they just kind of rushed because they needed extra money. Yeah. So how to set up and unlock with your Apple Watch in case you're still with us and want to do that. <laughs> you open the settings app on your iPhone. You'll tap the face ID and... and uh, passcode and then type in your passcode you're going to scroll down to unlock with apple watch then turn on the feature next to your watch's name if your watch doesn't have wrist detection enabled well you're asked to turn it on or of course it will not work so how do you actually unlock your iphone with your apple watch let's tell you there's three simple steps once you've purchased your 
um, Apple Watch and you've followed the steps that I've just given you. Really simple. Make sure that you're wearing a mask or sunglasses or ski goggles and that your Apple Watch is on your wrist and unlocked. Okay? Wake your iPhone by raising it or tapping its screen. Glance at your iPhone to unlock it. Then you swipe up from the bottom of your iPhone screen to begin using it. So what they're doing is they're storing parts of your face, but I'm guessing it's not that great. So that's why they're using the iPhone or that might be a ploy because I don't think there's enough data points to know whether it's me wearing a mask or someone else. Yeah, I think that's the scary part about it, you know, so um, I know I think it can get a lot of, uh, you know, married couples in trouble. And a lot of exactly. And, you know, if you accidentally unlock your uh, your phone, uh, your, your Apple Watch unlocks your iPhone successfully, your watch is going to give a haptic feedback, which is a little bit of a vibration and shows an alert. So if you didn't mean to unlock your iPhone, just tap the lock button on your Apple Watch screen and the phone will lock. The next time you unlock your iPhone after tapping this button, your iPhone requires that you type your passcode. I don't know, that sounds like a lot of extra nonsense. I don't know if it's worth the trouble, you know, and again, if you don't have an Apple Watch and you're getting excited about this type of feature, you know, I don't know if it's worth the money either. Yeah, and and if we're looking right now, like I said, the price of an Apple Watch, you know, uh, they're all over. I mean, you can, I think the cheapest Apple Watch you can get is a Series Three right now for two twenty nine, and the Series Six is about four hundred and thirty dollars. So, I don't know. Uh, but in case you were wondering, the most expensive Apple Watch. How much do you think it costs, Marcus? I'm going to say in the ballpark of uh, maybe close to uh, $999. Oh, a million dollars? <laughs> no. $999. Oh, I, I thought you basically used yours. Well, well basically... Uh, the, the most expensive Apple Watch right now um, is $114,000, not dollars $114,995. That's not even a down payment <laughs> that I mentioned. Right, that's why I was saying, Marcus, you're missing a few zeros. I don't know. Uh, so the moral of the story here is um, if you're going to wear a mask, take the mask off because, oh, and by the way, if you want to use your Apple Pay, you can't. You have to put the passcode in to use the Apple Pay because they don't want to allow that to happen because I think that it would cause issues with the credit card companies. So they don't allow you to do an Apple Pay with just the uh, what they call this express technology. Hmm. What do you think about that, Marcus? Pretty interesting. Yeah, but I'm not rushing to go buy uh, an Apple Watch. I just think it's it's too much effort. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend 
girlfriend. She struggled with hers quite a bit, and uh, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't get into it. You know, personally. I, I get it. Now, I have something to as a nice little segue. You know, we all like to have fun, and you know, when we were a lot younger, we all had uh, different toys from whether it be uh, um, different. Uh, um, uh, let's say stick figures or, or, or GI Joe or other types of things, or maybe we had remote control cars or we had pretend phones, right. That we could play with. We even had some things like the little thing where you'd pull the string and it would point point or you'd the cow, right. You have those different things. Uh, but really they didn't seem like they were going to do much for us in the real world. What if you could use one of those devices, Marcus, to actually do something that business people or adults do every day. What would you think about that? You know, it would be more of a novelty, but, you know, it definitely you know, take you down memory lane quite a bit. Yeah, so one company uses the analogy uh, <laughs> to basically um, call your childhood. So there's a, a phone that you're probably very familiar with by Fisher-Price. It's been out many years. And you could buy it for $9.99. And it looks really cute. And you can, you know, use the rotary to dial things and it talks. And it's kind of neat, right? Great. But you better. can't really call anybody on it, can you? No, you can't. Well, recently, <laughs> Fisher Price made a working chatter phone for adults. Because they claim, quote unquote, we're all broken inside. First, I want to let you know Chatter is not $9.99. You can start getting orders for Chatter for $60 at your local stores like Best Buy, etc. So now if the baby's first phone that he or she plays with can now make an actual mobile phone call, that's pretty wild. Yeah, it is, though. So. All right, let's talk a little bit about this. So you've seen Chatter before. Uh, you've seen the child version of it. Uh, it looks like a little cute, innocent phone that really couldn't call for help or do anything. So one thing, um, it has the um, you know old-style rotary dial. And uh, it actually has uh, the ability to connect itself to your cell phone. So it actually makes calls through your cell phone. It connects through Bluetooth, very similar to the way you connect a headset or anything else to your, um, you know, to your iPhone or other device. So it works with iPhone and it works with Android. And so once you pair your device, um, you know, it talks to you. So it has some really easy, um, let's say, uh, instructions that are pretty much all on board. So he speaks uh, when he turns on and connects to your phone uh, via Bluetooth. Um, a little male voice says, hi there, you're good to go. Chatter says every single number you dial. Now, I don't know about you, but whether you have to dial a 10-digit number or an 800 number, it takes a while to dial, right, by pulse dialing. Yeah, it does. There's a reason why rotary phones are not available widespread anymore. It's uh, it, 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 it's it's very very interesting how, how it works. And so um, there's an optional uh, speakerphone, 
for hands-free talking. And uh, he does ring for incoming calls, and you can answer with a simple pickup. Outgoing calls begin just by picking up the receiver and dialing. He has rubber wheels, so he'll never roll off your desk. And he even has a little switch to make sure that the uh, those wheels don't roll when they shouldn't and keep him locked in. Uh, so it's the first time there's been a mobile phone that doesn't hide the fact that it's watching you. There's two little eyes that kind of cutely and uh, nonchalantly look at you to engage you to want you to use him or if you're watching online to want you to buy him. So Chatter is rechargeable. He has about nine hours of talk time. But one thing you would think that Chatter probably would have would be a wireless technology for the handset. Sorry, you have to use the cord. So that's a big hike, Marcus, from seven bucks uh, to 60 bucks. Yeah, I think Fisher Price was swimming for something that they can jump into the like. We're, we're probably going to do an unboxing yeah. on this. I, this is something I think I may want to play with uh, just to let people know about. So the Toy Association trade group calls this the Kittle trend. And it got its fuel, you know where, from the pandemic as adults turned to toys to bring some levity into their lives. something that's going to continue on um i'm wondering john do you, do you yeah well chatter is not the only bluetooth enabled uh receiver right now that can tap into your childhood there's also the banana phone exactly what you expect it's a banana it's 20 dollars less it's 40 dollars, and um the banana phone supposedly is a great way to get your kids to talk to their grandparents because they'll want to talk to fruit I don't know. Wow. <laughs> and you won't have to hand your child a million dollars or a thousand dollars to call grandpa because they're just going to love talking with a banana. That's, that's but there is a downside, the company claims. Um, people are going to become very addicted to singing the banana phone song. So all in all... Uh, might be a time to get chatter, but you might not be able to get chatter because of everything happening. So chatter's been around for a long time and it teach taught kids what phones were used for before apps. Now there's one other thing about chatter that I thought should be there, but it's not. There's no app, Marcus, for chatter. No, it's not. No. <laughs> so uh I don't know if he's really worth sixty bucks. Yeah, that's 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 the curious part about that, you know. And um, I mean, it's a good conversation starter if you got it in your office somewhere. But other than that, you know, I, I can't really see the value. I can't see myself using it, and I know when I watch some people using it, the volume on the speakerphone wasn't that great. You actually have to turn the volume up on your phone because it doesn't really have a volume for the speakerphone on it. You have to turn it up because the the volume actually comes through your Cell phone. I don't know. It, it, I think it's a fad, Marcus. You know? Yeah, I think so, too. You know, 
just like any other novelty product that may come out in, you know, and uh, I think people are reminiscing from the Toy Story movie. So, and you know, it's just Toy Story. It, that that, that that's exact. That's from, exactly from right. <laughs> so this would be something to get that adult kid that has everything in your family, or that adult that acts like a kid all the time, was always a kid at heart. Uh, when you don't know what to buy him or her, but I would race to the store and get it soon because it might be sold out by the time you want it for your holidays. So we've talked a lot before, Marcus, about uh, Alexa, all right? And uh, there's some new things that happened with the new release of Alexa. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with some of these, but um, there's a couple new things that they added to it, as, as well as something big that they took away from Alexa. So first thing they have is the new two-minute drill on Alexa. Have you heard about that before? You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You there, Marcus? No, this is the first I'm hearing. This is the first I'm hearing about this. So, so the two-minute drill. Um, you can ask Alexa to literally say, "Play the two-minute drill for a short pregame show about any NFL team." You can also ask Alexa. Play something on Netflix. We'll launch a movie or show you might like on Fire TV devices. You can tell Alexa, open TikTok. It opens TikTok TV app and Alexa plays TikTok and starts playing videos. Alexa, what are my deals? Let's you shop for great deals on top brands. Here's another one. You have your uh, phone and you want to take your music to your, um, let's say the little ear your device plug in and say alexa move my music here you can go to your car and say pause then you can go back to your alexa in the car and say resume music i don't know marcus i, I don't know if they're really that useful no they're, they're not <laughs> uh but there is I mean, a I, feature I what's that yeah i can see where it's benefiting you know uh the NFL and TikTok, you know, I, I can see where it benefits them. Yeah, and you know another funny thing. Um, so a lot of people use Alexa to read their email. Okay. Well, I got some bad news for you. Um, Amazon is discontinuing the ability to talk to your Outlook and email inboxes. Why do you think that uh, is? Your... Oh, I know why that is. Um, it's going to unlink from Outlook and Gmail. It's a security issue. 
And I think this is something people are pretty suspicious of anyways uh, in the first place. I think a lot of these giants out there from Google to Facebook to now the new meta to there might be another company, who knows? I just feel that they don't have the consumer or business owner's best interest in mind. No, it's all about self, uh, self and, and profit and, and what, what you can do uh, to, you know, uh, grab as much data as possible uh, so that you can sell it. Yeah, but this is a problem now. You know what this also means? It's probably not going to be able to link in. It may not be able to link into your calendar. Alexa, what appointments do I have today? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have access to your calendar anymore. Yeah, how's, really, that gonna, how's that going to play out? Yeah, it's real unfortunate because uh, some of the things that are convenient and now it's being removed uh, because like the potential concern about bad acting within those those giants uh you know it's gonna, it's gonna be real unfortunate you're gonna have to adjust to these things and you know the funny thing marcus i honestly believe that something could have been done to save this if there would have been a consortium formed to actually protect us to make sure data was not being exploited that's what I think. Yeah, no one stepped in in front of this thing soon enough. Uh, they they waited to the last minute. Uh, technology advanced uh, far faster than you know most of the the, the common sense minds, if common sense even exists, of uh, many of our uh, so-called leaders. And so you know what they did, Marcus? They basically just said, "Okay, um, you know, we're just going to take it away." Yeah, you don't do that to a spoiled child. I don't think it's the right thing to do. No, it's not. Right? Somebody should have stepped in. It's going to be kind of hard to fight before it to come back now. So uh, for, for a lot of these things, a lot of these changes, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be quite interesting. It's it's amazing. I mean, I mean, I think if they would have just done the right thing, Marcus, this all could have been avoided. Yes, but I guess they just didn't want to bother. Not at all. Right. It was all about them thinking about themselves and they just didn't want to do what they needed to do. I, I think it's terrible. I think they definitely should be. Um, really watching these things because i feel marcus that if people would keep an eye on these things we wouldn't have these type of security breaches that's right we've talked about this before right yeah exactly you know uh countless times john and you know, so speaking about time and time again time is interesting um We've all gone to the library, right? We've taken out books before. Yeah. Well, um, there was a, a gentleman that uh, actually had a book that wasn't one day or two days behind. How many weeks or days do you think that he actually had that book out? He returned it. 
I, I wonder if he racked up close to like two years worth. Well, one thing I want to tell you is uh, in Burton County, they stopped charging fines for books that are late. Okay. Are uh, you ready for the days, Marcus? Better Wait, sit I'm ready you, for better it. Sit, you better sit back for this. <laughs> they just decided to make it that there are no fines for books. Okay, they're late. They just decided to do that. And uh, it's a good thing. His book, Marcus, was out 20,075 days. Wow. Uh, I, I that's, can't, I can't 50, that's 55 years. Man, I, I, that's got to be a book that was long forgotten. And so most libraries charge what I think they charge like I think they were charging like, uh, I don't know, what, what, what do they even charge now? How, how much did libraries charge for books? I, I can't think of the last time I, I've been late. Well, a lot of them I know here have stopped doing that. They've ended the fees. And I think it's an, an effort to get people to come back. I New York has owned has uh, stopped it. New Jersey has stopped it. Okay, it was twenty five cents per day was the average. Okay, so we said that he had his book for twenty thousand seventy five days, roughly. Yeah, and uh, times twenty five. He owes the library $5,019.50 plus interest. Oh, wow. So the, the bookstores really, and the libraries really just wanted their books back. And the next question is, what was the book that he took out? Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious because he, he was able to find that book. In, in, in the the Family Book of Verse by Lewis uh, Gannett. And he returned it to the Memorial Middle School Library, as the lady said the other day, a bit late Thursday evening this past week. 55 years too late. But the librarian said, better late than never. A man who went into the school a few days before Valentine's Day and spoke to a police officer there. He said he had something to return. The vice principal with the man said he had a copy of 1961, The Family Book of Verse by Lewis Gannett. He borrowed the book from the school's library in 1964. He said the man received late notices about the book, but never thought to return it. He found the book while cleaning out his basement recently. And I quote, he was very active as a lacrosse player and wrestler when he was a student here. And he took the book out because he had a rich interest in poetry back then. The man said, instead of putting it in a slot, he felt like he should actually bring the book in. He felt guilty. Close quote. Wow, that's, that's a long time to have that on your mind. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they released the fine, I think that just really says, like, boatloads right there. Yeah, it does. 
that probably was a big relief for him. Well, he did, he had no idea. But to think about it, I don't think I've ever known somebody to take. I mean, we've all taken books out in grammar school to high school, but I know usually they'd come after you. Like, you know, when you graduate, it was like, I know, uh, and I always return my book, but I think I had one out for a project. And I think it was out an extra few days. And the librarian came to me and said, you know, um, you have a book that's overdue. I said, yeah, three days. And uh, she had a whole schedule of what you owed her. And she collected. And she literally went after people and said, oh, do you know such and such? He has uh, to kill a mockingbird. He owes six seventy-five. And so she would literally go to the teachers to find out. And what she would do is she would ban the kid <laughs> from taking out future books. Yeah, that was very true for uh, when I was in school, too. And so there was one book that he wanted to take out, and he couldn't. But they needed to take a book out for his science class. And he says, I can't take the book out. Teacher went to the principal. The principal went to the library and said, Mary, you can't do this to him. He needs the book. Like, this isn't for him. This is for school. You have to let him take the book out. So she lets him take the book out. And as soon as that class is over, she was like right outside the door. Can I have my book? Those, those librarians can be notorious. They were, I, want to say, I don't want to say they weren't nice, but they had, um, I don't know, uh, something missing. Maybe it was a personality. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, it was like, you know, back then we were doing things on microfiche. Do you remember that, Marcus? Right. And you were looking up articles on microfiche. We had CD-ROMs, but microfiche was more popular. And whenever you had to copy on microfiche, it was more money than to copy on paper from the from the photo machine. I remember when I was doing photos, the photos weren't free. You had to pay for them. And then I remember going to college. I think at college it wasn't that. I think they charged 10 cents. Now it's probably a lot more. But you couldn't just put money in the machine. You had to buy a copy card that you could use anywhere around campus. And I remember whether I was doing... Uh, let's say copies, or I was just trying to print out uh, maybe a term paper. You had to have a copy card, even to use a laser printer. Yeah. And sometimes you'd have to print that uh, out late, but then something went wrong with the copy card and copy services was closed. And so you couldn't do anything because nobody could help you till tomorrow. Unless you had a friend that say, could I borrow your copy card and I'll give you back the 10 copies or whatever I owe you. And then it was funny because, you know, if, if you gave them, if you took 10 or 20 copies off their card, you know, they didn't want money. It's like, here, I'll give you the money. No, no, I don't want the money. Just put the copies back on my card. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> so I have to go down to copy services. I borrowed 10 copies from Gwen. This is her student ID. I want to pay you. Can you put them on her card? Oh, yeah, we can do that. They didn't want the money, Marcus, because they couldn't use the money to make copies. The copies were more valuable than the money. I could give somebody $10, and they didn't want the $10. They wanted the $2 in copies. Even though they could go down themselves and put the $10 on and make five times more than what I was doing, if he does more, they were just lazy, Marcus. Yeah, that's very true. Well, 
we are coming to the end of another great show. But before we do wrap up, of course, I want to take this opportunity to especially thank uh, our sponsor from Downshift uh, Offense. That's Downshift, A-U-F-E-N-S-E. And check out her podcast on the woman's perspective of the automotive industry. It might be something you ladies want to check out at any age, uh, because I'm sure you're going to own a car. And uh, you're not always going to be one of relying on the man to have to have your car fixed. Well, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode. Of course, if you would like to be a guest on our show, visit jmor.com. We have a brand new system. You can click on apply to become a guest. Fill out all the information. You'll go into our pre-vetting queue. And if our production team thinks that we're a match, we will schedule a pre-call with you. And after that, uh, we will hopefully invite you to become a guest on the show. If you liked us to unbox a product, Go to our website, let us know. You have to donate the product to us as well as send it to us. Remember, you can't tell us what to say about your product. So if you're looking to send us a lemon, don't expect us to turn in a lemonade uh, because we just don't do that here. We actually talk about great products and services, and we tell people the truth, the good, and the bad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and I'm sure you guys know by now that it is an extreme pleasure pride and an honor to be with you guys on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, as well as many of my other media channels that I hope you'll choose to check out. We got to say goodbye, but you know that we will be back next week, November 19th, just a week before Thanksgiving with lots of great stuff. And I'm even going to have some Thanksgiving recipes that I want to share with you. Yummy. Yes. Well, have yourself a great weekend, everyone. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtowns Healthcare in Denver. Downtowns Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtowns Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.